The Game The System podcast is proudly sponsored by 1989 Arcade Bar and Kitchen, located at 22 King Street, Newtown. You can also visit their website at 1989.com.au. Hi, John. Hi, Mark. John, do you like food? I do like food. Do you love classic arcade games? I love classic arcade games. Do you like to partake in the consumption of an adult beverage or two? I love to. Well, you can enjoy all three at the same time at Sydney's only bar arcade, 1989 Arcade Bar and Kitchen. What? Yes, that's right. Nowhere else in Australia's largest city can you find classic arcade games like Space Invaders, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Double Dragon, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat Plus, many more, and eat awesome food, enjoy some craft brews, and all in the company of like-minded retro arcade and console game fans. That's inconceivable. Yes, it is inconceivable, John. <laughs> so stop your blabbering and get on clamouring to 1989 Arcade Bar and Kitchen at 22 King Street, Newtown. Check out their lineup of games, food, and beers at 1989.com.au and facebook.com slash 1989arcadebar. Don't just take our word for it. Matt, what do you reckon? It's good. Sold! Um, I, I kind of wanted to do more of the actual electronic side of it, not yeah. so much programming. And it's easy to... I mean, if you're going to use a, a little computer like that or the Raspberry Pi or whatever to do some cool stuff like mm. if you need it to control something or whatever then that's you know part of the design but i kind of want to learn about different ic's and how to actually do stuff just with electronics without yeah. a computer yeah um well i guess part of what's motivating it is that i want to try and obviously repair that tv and then i've also got the pinball machine which is sitting there broken and i've got that mega drive too which I don't know if I'll be able to fix, but it would be cool if I could. Uh, but the TV, like, I really want to fix that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't want to throw that away. I think, yeah, it's such a good TV, and um, well, I once think I can you definitely fix it. Yeah, and once you fix it, those things will last another ten, fifteen years. Mm. Okay. I think the TV is a different story to everything else, though. In terms, because like the analog world and the yeah, digital world very different yeah oh okay right yeah well mm, okay i don't even know well you mean compared to like <clears throat> digital electronics or yeah like yeah. there's a lot of things you, the digital stuff is it's easier i think mm. it's so many bits you don't have to worry about mm, mm. yeah i mean when you look at that board it is there is so much stuff on that board yeah. we could have a look not now but yeah maybe after the podcast we can take a squiz mm. Should we begin? Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast Episode 10, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's the 22nd of May, 2018, and my name's Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. I'm good, thanks, Matt. I mean, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now you've thrown me. 
You're one <laughs> step ahead. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. That's that's Mark. good to know. That's yep. really good to know. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> good. I'm also good. And we made uh, oh, pod- How are you, Mark? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Cool. Thanks for asking. That's good. It's nice to know you care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we made it to podcast episode 10. Sweet. Double digits. Whoa. I know. Can you believe it? When we get to episode 14, we would have made it to the amount of episodes that I made last time I tried to do a podcast. <laughs> well, we definitely need to eclipse that then. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the last podcast I tried to make, I think we got four episodes in. So I'm well past that. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What was the, what was the last podcast you made? <laughs> no, this is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already winning. Yeah. Cool. It's going a lot better for me so far compared to last time. Oh, I see. Mm. Right. Yep. That's good to know. Mm. Shall we do reader feedback? Yeah. Oz Retro Gamer on Twitter says that while listening to the podcast, he was doing the Fonzie bump to fix his Neo Geo MVS while wearing some confidence boosting women slash slash activewear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that tweet was really funny. <laughs> he also corrects us on some Neo Geo specifics. Before we go yeah. any further, did you, you wanna... end up watching that IT Crowd episode? Or, no, at all, I didn't. Or... I watched the clip. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty close. Oh, the yeah. clip of the podcast or yeah. the show that they do? Yeah, the board game. What was it called? Game Board? Yeah, that's. <laughs> that was that pretty funny. It's basically us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said when I watched it. <laughs> Oh, my God. So we do need to wear women's slacks. Yep. To get some confidence. Mm. Mm. Who says we're not wearing them now? <laughs> I might be. Indeed. <laughs> we'll never know. Well, well I'll, you I'll do. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys know, but the listeners won't know. <laughs> well, I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes well above table. <laughs> Oz Retro Gamer also corrects us on some Neo Geo specifics. So the AES is the home console and the MVS is the arcade version. Mm -hmm. The A in AES does not stand for arcade, which is what I thought. Mm -hmm. It stands for advanced. Mm. But it was the same, right? Same hardware, basically. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, He also has a Phantom 1 converter, which allows him to play MVS arcade carts on the AES. So that's pretty cool. I thought they were the same, but that just shows how much I know. No, the I think the cartridge sizes are different. All I know is that 2020 Super Baseball is an excellent game. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about some Neo Geo games, actually. Oh, okay. Yes, because uh, Oz Retro Gamer was a little surprised about my negativity around... Neo Geo games. Well, weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, surely I must like games such as Metal Slug. Yes, that's a good game. Mm. Nam 1975. No. Magician <laughs> Lord. No, that's a very, very bad game. <laughs> Nightmare in the Dark. That's a pretty good Snow Brothers ripoff. It's not a bad game. Mm-hmm. Shock Troopers. That's an okay shooter. Blazing Star. Okay shooter. No, hang on. Shock Troopers is a... Like a military shoot 'em up thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a good game. Blazing Star and Sonic <laughs> Wings too, though. They're okay. Um, scrolling shooters. Windjammers is okay. Neo Drift is okay. Neo Turf Masters is a golf game, so that doesn't matter. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's some great golf games out there. I really like leaderboard golf on the Commodore 64. I played a lot of Outlaw Golf on Xbox. Outlaw Golf. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds interesting. It was very silly. Hmm. Yep. I can imagine. Yep. What's the spin on golf, I assume? Uh, You're an outlaw, right? It's kind of like, well, no. <laughs> it was just golf, but it was kind of like, almost like taking um, inspiration from Happy Gilmore. Like you had all these really crazy characters. There's a whole series of outlaw sports games. Oh. So there's outlaw volleyball, I think, as well, and some other ones. Hmm. Um, and it's basically like, you know, hot-looking girls and cowboy-looking guys or whatever. Different. I'm not describing it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great to me. But, yeah, that's it's just a silly spin on sports games hmm. that's a bit more fun than just your regular old... Crappy sports game. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like 2020 Super Baseball is an excellent spin on your regular old baseball game. Hmm. Yep. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you no, haven't. I won't. I won't. And I haven't. <laughs> uh, he also mentions the guy who runs the pinball stuff at PAX that I couldn't remember the name of uh, is Scott Kellett. Oh. So apologies for not remembering Scott's name because I have met him a number of times. Mm. I like to think we're reasonable friends, but for whatever reason, I couldn't remember his name at the time. Mm. He does a fantastic job running the pinball stuff at PAX. Thank God there's a high chance that he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oz Retro Gamer also says that everything for the classic gaming area for PAX 2018 is pretty much set in stone, so there's no concerns about it not happening. That's good. It is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like if it wasn't there... I'd consider not going. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't there, I'd definitely not go because that's yeah. the main reason I go. Yeah, I think, yeah. When you put it that way, it's a pretty big deal. Hmm. Which is why it is a big deal when PAX East in Boston this year didn't have the classic arcade gaming area. Mm. That is insane balls <laughs> off, off the chain. Hmm. That's what the kids say, right? Yeah. yeah. No. No, I saw no, it. They say, they say lit. Oh. Lit. I'm not going to trust so, anything but... you say about <laughs> current culture or, slash... What's the opposite of lit? The young'uns. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> moist. No. <It's> moist. <laughs> no. That's something else. Well, something moist won't light on fire, right? Well, it depends. A kerosene-soaked rag would. Good point. Uh, mm. <laughs> Beaten. <laughs> <laughs> it's soaked in kerosene, man. It's, it's so moist. It's so cool. It's lit. <laughs> this thing could light on fire any minute. Uh, Baker Snark MDW on the forum. He talks about women's slacks and tights. So this is a good time to remind everyone that um, there's some fascinating and serious discussion happening on the forum. So get on over there. Yeah. Um, and also a long debate about the future of free-to-air television. I've actually read quite a few of his posts, which I haven't responded to because just the enormity of the conversation is enormous beyond five minutes of typing. Mm. Um, but I've like sat there giggling as I've read. <laughs> <laughs> he said some really funny things. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. 
Uh, he also talks a little bit about the dangers of working on CRT and or not dangers. Mm. Right, yeah. Yes. Controversial. I know. I know. <laughs> Got into a bit of a heated argument there for a moment. It's hard to tell in text, you know, because you can't see each other's facial expressions. True. But I can imagine Mark's facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also talks about um, some terms given to certain eras of cars in relation to our discussion on what's retro. Mm. He posted a timeline that sort of showed these era of cars in in this span. And so there's a couple of terms. There's antique, vintage, the war era, pre Mm. and post, (laughs) classic, and then modern, which uh, interestingly goes on for about 46 years, since 1972. Yeah. So basically the entire life of video games is within the modern age of cars. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but other people classify the modern era as the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a rolling window. Mm. Kind of how That's we're the using... with a word like modern because it's not an objective word. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it sort of ties in with our, or my, <laughs> take on retro, which is a rolling 10-year window. Mm. They've got a rolling 25-year window. Mm. Which is why... It, PlayStation is definitely retro <laughs> because it's 20 years old. And it leaves a black, you know, there's a gap, right? So what do you call the, once you've rolled the period forward, you've left behind this black hole. Approaching mm. retro. Mm. Mark has a um, a classification of his own. He likes to separate them in the era of video games with a joystick. Mm. And then the era of video games with newfangled rubbery controllers and 2,000 buttons. <laughs> the one that just occurred to me is what um, they do for... Wait, I just can't... I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> this is going swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... It, it did... I think he did make oh, a yeah. good point in that I imagine... I think he said something to the extent of this, but you... I mean, for me... Pretty much video gaming started at those rubbery controls that he talks about. But because my, you know, I'm sort of later in the piece, um, the joystick stuff is like before me, really. Mm. Even though technically it's not because, you know, it's been on PCs and all that sort of stuff while I was playing Master System and that sort of thing. Um, But then we have, you know, two-button controllers or basic controllers, which are like in NES and Mm. Master Master System. System, yep. And other things like that. And then you have moved on to, I think he said something like flat controllers and then um, palm. Two-handed controllers. Was it two-handed? I think so. Well, like, I imagined it like the controllers that fit into your palm kind of Mm, thing. mm. Um, And that's when the shoulder buttons came along. Mm. But then you could just as easily break it down into like 2D and 3D and before what? Or like 8-bit, 16-bit, 3D. I feel like we could spend an entire episode trying to (laughs) sort of grapple our heads around this Mm. and even come up with a maybe naming standard that only us would use. But but yeah. Uh, He also corrects me on uh, that Silent Silent Hill 2 puzzle uh, that I talked about involving a horseshoe and a candle and a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it was actually used in combination with a wax doll 
rather than melt the wax into a horseshoe mould, follow me here, mm-hmm. you melt the wax doll into holes in a metal grate and use the horseshoe as a handle in the holes to pull up the grate. Mm. Yes. So it's completely obvious. Yeah. And Absolutely. you could see why I remembered that in accurate detail. I can't believe he remembered it. <laughs> you looked it up. I can't believe he looked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a game he's never played before. I'm assuming he's never played before. Well, as you reading that out, I thought, oh, has he played it before? <laughs> Maybe he has. Maybe he was surprised. Maybe us. you piqued his interest in the game. And then he bought it the and purpose, played it. Part of the purpose of the podcast. Indeed. <laughs> he wanted to see this horseshoe candle lighter puzzle. I can't imagine him playing Silent Hill. No, neither can I. <laughs> Especially seeing as it's one of those controllers with... The rubbery things and mm. 2,000 buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's reader feedback. Mm. Uh, news and current events. Mm. Pinball Arcade will stop providing Williams Bally Pinball Tables. Yeah, that's crazy. I actually was thinking only, I think, yesterday, people who have the console versions of these games in a physical copy probably have something that will be quite unique now. Do they sell it in a physical copy? I thought they did. Hmm. I'm sure I saw it somewhere. Right. Yeah. I'm sure I did. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. I might try and find that Actually, myself. Actually, you know what it is? It's not um, It's not Pinball Arcade. It's not called Pinball Arcade. There's one called like Williams Oh, yeah. I know Classic what you're talking or something. about. Yep. And that was like a really early version. Yep. Made by the same company. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can't remember what system it's on, but yeah, it exists. Yeah, I think I might actually have that. Mm. Um, but yeah, they released um, sort of a, a post explaining why and how. And uh, so basically they say, our long-standing licenses for the Williams and Bally Pimble trademarks will finally come to an end on June 30th, 2018. Therefore, after this date, tables from these manufacturers will no longer be offered for sale within the pinball arcade however customers who purchased any of these tables prior to the deadline will continue to own them and have access to them within pinball arcade and we will continue to support them as long as we do the other tables in the collection Mm. blah 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 Mm. so who owns william spally i think williams still i think it's still a company is that still a thing yeah they make uh poker machines Oh. Yeah. They went from pinball to poker machines. Mm. It's probably a lot more money in it. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, I guess it brings up the question, um, are Williams Bally thinking of doing something with their own licenses? Maybe they are. Maybe they're getting back into pinball. I doubt it. But <laughs> still, it's worth thinking about. Wouldn't that be insane? Wouldn't because they if they're already building physical poker machines, if they already have manufacturing facilities, mm. imagine if they just started making games again. Mm. Poker machines are basically video games these days. Yeah, mine with lots would, of buttons. My mind would be blown. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's more Neo Geo Mini news. I'm mm. hoping you know the details, John, because I don't. Ah. Oh. You don't? That they confirmed the design? Yes. I think that was... And they gave us a games list? Yeah. I think that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, I've got some details here, but the pictures are so small I can't actually <laughs> oh. make it out. But yeah, the design is um, it's like a little arcade cab. Yeah, I think there's the it's based on the Japanese Neo Geo arcade cab and the US arcade cab. Mm. So there's two different types, and the games list. I'm not sure. We probably should have done some research. There's 40 games. 40. Yep. That's a lot. It's got 40 games on it. Hmm. Um, Surely one out of that 40 would have to be good. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, the chances are cut down by the omission of the best baseball game ever. Oh. 2020 Super Baseball. Well, that's a shame. It's not on there. That's that's terrible. (laughs) It's hard to see through these watermarks, but it's like... A Vectrex with a joystick on the front. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. I think it's around the same size too. Mm. Around the same size as a Vectrex. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I've got... I can. Do we want to read out the games list? If you've got them. Uh, I, can, I can review them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a two-word review. Shit sandwich. <laughs> The funny thing was with these, um, so we've got these pictures posted in our show notes, which are our reference material, but obviously I pasted them in and made them too small, but these are pictures that John from John's Arcade posted on his Twitter feed, um, and also from the Video Game Outsiders podcast, and this was meant to be like a big exclusive, so all over these pictures are these watermarks of exclusive. Mm. But the funny thing was he posted these pictures and then saying, oh, he's going to talk about it in such and such, maybe in Video Game Outsiders. And then Michelle replies and said, you've already given it all away. All the information's in the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) The watermarks don't hide anything. (laughs) Yeah, she really gives it to him. Yeah, someone should. (laughs) But, yeah. Not going to go there. Um, Anyway... So we're not going to find the game list. I've got it here. Oh, you said that last time. What? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Anyway. Blue's Journey. Yeah, that's a good game. Shock Troopers. Nah. <laughs> Robo Army. Don't know that one. Mm. Crossed Swords. Nah. Uh, nah. What is it? I think it's a beat-em-up. It's either a beat-em-up or a fighter. Okay. Mutant Mutation Nation. No, Sorry. that's bad. Three Count Bout. That's bad. Last Resort. That's fantastic. That's one of the best Neo Geo games. It's a horizontal scrolling shooter. Better than 2020 Super Baseball? Well, one could argue, <laughs> but then we'd be here all night. <laughs> Ghost Pilots? Don't know that one. Football Frenzy? It's a Sport. sports game. <laughs> Art of Fighting? That's really good game. Fatal Fury Special. Yeah, that's pretty good. Real ba- bout Fatal Fury. Oh, well, yeah. Garu, Mark of the Woods. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Showdown 2. Yep, that's fantastic. Samurai Showdown 4. That's also really good. Samurai Showdown 5 Special. I, I can't remember. <laughs> There's too many Samurai Showdowns now. Last Blade 2. That is awesome. The art on that game... He's incredible. That's two. Uh, World Heroes Perfect. 
<laughs> For anyone who's not here looking at Mark, he did like the what do you call that? The, the so hand. so the hand so so maneuver. Mm. Um, what were we up to? Kin Kinzua encounter. Kinzua encounter. Don't know it. Okay, Metal Slug. Good. Metal Slug Two. Metal Slug Good. Three. Good. King of Monsters Two. It's okay. Shock Troopers Second Squad. No. <laughs> Sengoku Three. Uh, I don't don't think that's good. <laughs> if it's the game I'm thinking of, Ninja Masters. No, that's bad. Top Players Golf Sport, King of Fighters '95. Yeah, that's pretty good. King of Fighters '98. Yeah. Uh, also '97, which I skipped, and 2000 and 2002. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> Super Sidekicks. No, that's a soccer game. <laughs> sport. Actually, that's not a bad soccer game, <laughs> now that I remember. What? I know. <laughs> how many of these have we got to go? I'm not oh, sure that's I how can I should have sounded. That's how I should have sounded. That, when, that one, when I was that. always fascinated with the intro. Why? Isn't that the one where it has the they're set up for the, the free kick on goal, and it, it's got the, you know, they've got the wall. Anyway, and, and he kicks the ball, and it follows the ball, and around. Oh, uh, yeah, yep, yep. And past the goalie. Yep. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never played the game. <laughs> I can't believe they've got a golf game on here, but there's no 2020 Super Baseball. It's very disappointing. Um, there's only a few more. Thank God. Did I say Blazing Star? No. That's all right. Puzzled? Puzzled? There's three more Metal Slugs and then Magician Lord. Magician Lord is terrible. King of the Monsters. That's okay. We already talked about King of the Monsters yeah. too. This is ordered in a really odd fashion. Oh, okay. There's some good games That's on it. there. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Neo Geo good games. <laughs> some would say they don't exist. <laughs> I, I'm really torn about it. I, I don't know. It doesn't have baseball on it. They lost me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon. That's coming out 24th of May, which is Thursday. 24th of May? Mm. Yeah, it's the same day that the Han Solo movie comes out. Oh. Mm. I'm predicting one of these is going to be better than the other. (laughs) Well, that's a given. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Han Solo movie is going to be rubbish. Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm not even going to see it. I'm ready to be disappointed. I've seen all the spin-off Star Wars uh, things that Disney has released so far, and they're okay. But this one just feels like the ultimate cash-in. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're touching something that is really precious to a lot yep. of people, and the mm. only thing it can do is disappoint people. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I hate to use the old phrase, lightning in a bottle, but when you think about the way that Harrison Ford played that character, mm. he made that character. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think anyone else can do what he did unless they're like a Harrison Ford impersonator and also an amazing actor. Having said that, I thought that about the new Blade Runner film before mm-hmm. I seen it. So original Blade Runner, Harrison Ford. Mm. Absolutely amazing films. One of my favourite films. Mm. Um, I I 
did want to see Blade Runner 2089 just because the, it, it looked okay. Mm. But I just thought there's no way in the world that they're going to be able to match what they did with the first one. Mm. Plus, without Harrison Ford playing the main character, Harrison Ford is in it. But, mm. but I actually like Blade Runner 2089 more than the original one now. Wow. Yeah, it's brilliant. I've so heard it's, it's good. I haven't seen it. It's just a matter of finding the right actor, I guess. Yeah. And maybe they have with Han Solo. Who yeah. knows? But Yeah. And there's so many talented people out there that don't ever see any kind of fame. You know, there mm. is lots of people out there that are, uh, yeah. And having said that again, I mean, Blade Runner 2089, the main character is not meant to be a person like Harrison Ford. Mm. It's a completely different persona. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably the right way to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're making a movie about Han Solo, it's going to mm. be that character. I guess on you know the other side of things too is that Disney are doing what they do, which is to make the character timeless. So you have to remember too that, yeah, there's us that grew up watching the original Star Wars movies, but there's also a lot of kids who maybe they've seen it, but to them it's not like, that big a deal like it's they might like the movie but if they're going to bring along this new younger Harrison Ford mm. not Harrison Ford and Han Solo <laughs> um they're going to enjoy it just as much and they don't care about really about Harrison Ford so you know and they're going to grow up liking loving that movie and then mm. Disney's reached their goal which was to make that character you know a timeless character so yep. I think that's what they're trying to do and so it'll be it's going to be successful, even if we don't like it. <laughs> yeah, unless I'm it's sure a it really, will be. unless it's a really crappy movie, hmm. which I don't think De- it's going to happen. Definition of successful: if it makes billions of dollars, yeah, right. But no one likes it; it's still successful. Yeah, hmm. as far as the movie company is concerned. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Why are we talking about movies? <laughs> the, this isn't it's your fault, John. This isn't movie the system podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon releases on Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is a, well, it's it's part of the overall project of Bloodstained, which is, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Matt, help me out here. What? Who? The guy who made Symphony of the Night. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> that guy. Let's look it up and the, I'll edit it because. The really famous guy that none of us can remember the name of. Um, yeah, he did a Kickstarter to create a new game not based on Castlevania, but it's the same sort of thing because that's what he made, Castlevania games. Um, and then Konami got rid of him and so he decided to do this Kickstarter and the game's called Bloodstained and the real Bloodstained game is a modern game and that's going to come out later in the year. Creator... Koijo Igarashi? Yeah, that's him. Koiji? Sure. (laughs) People are getting really upset right now. Um, Yeah, the main game releases later in the year, but this one is sort of like a stretch goal in the Kickstarter to create an 8-bit side game thing. Yep. And so, yeah, this is very much... It very much looks like an NES game. Yeah, looks really, really awesome. I'll be picking that up on Thursday for sure. Yep. 
Yeah, so this is like something that's really off my was off my radar until recently when I started looking more at Castlevania and I really want to get Castlevania 4 hmm. uh, on the SNES to play that. Yeah, that's um, my favourite Castlevania game. Yeah, and I was kind of expecting this to be more like that. Hmm. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, it looks more 8-bit, which is fine. Hmm. Um, but it was a bit of a shock for me. But yeah, it's not something that I've been paying a lot of attention to. Well, it only just got announced about a week ago. But I almost feel like it's going to be better than the actual full big game that yeah. they're doing. I would, yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I have faith that they're going to produce a good game, but to me, Castlevania is that older mm. stuff. Yeah. And so this is going to appeal to me much more, mm. even though it's not Castlevania, Castlevania, it's, you know, the same theme and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah. It should be awesome, hopefully. It looks really interesting. So what about the, I don't know if you can tell me, the four characters, is that something that was in other Castlevania games apart from Symphony of the Night? I know that there were some characters switching in that, but mm. um, in other Castlevania games, did you switch between characters? I think on maybe some of the GBA ones. Matt, did you ever play them? No. Okay. Um, I think I'm so. i the wrong person. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been too long. That's okay. I was just curious. But that that looks really fun. Like mm. it's there's another game that came out a while ago now called Trine, where you had three characters and they all had different skills. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. switched between them, and yep. it was uh, like an action platformer mm. or puzzle platformer or combination. Mm. And yeah, you had to use their different skills to solve the puzzles. And this looks very like it's taken that idea, mm. um, but it looks. Like it's been done better. Yeah, well, I think it's the basic Metroidvania where instead of gaining skills to be able to bypass um, obstacles that you couldn't get past previously, you've got these other characters that mm-hmm. allow you to do, you know, new techniques and things like that to be able to get past those obstacles. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that looks cool. Look out for that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh Nintendo announced their online service details. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This Speak is. Speak to us, John. It's. It's pretty cool. It's. So, I was concerned that it was going to be expensive because I don't really want to pay a monthly fee to play games online when I don't play that often, mm. and I want to be able to. And it's really fun. Like Mario Kart and Splatoon are very fun to play online, um, but. If it's like Microsoft service, which is, I think it was like $15 a month or something. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. One month, $3.99. Uh, there's, so you can pay for a year and it's heaps cheaper. $3.99 is already pretty cheap. Yeah, so $3.99 is that what Xbox cheap. Live and PSN is these days? I don't think so because PSN is still in the tens, isn't it? I'm looking at you, Matt, again. Yep. I don't have these. <laughs> I actually stopped my PSN subscription because I realized I don't play anything online. Mm. Yeah, three ninety nine a month. I think, and I think you could pay, pretty sure it was like $20 for the whole year. Mm. Yeah, that's what it says. So I really hope that 
they don't this isn't something where they started out really cheap and then make it more expensive later because that sort of thing has happened in the past with services like this but on top of that you get access to all these classic Nintendo games which they're adding online um, multiplayer elements to so I don't think they've said specifically how that's going to work but so you have the launch lineup of games is Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Balloon Fight, Soccer, Tennis, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3, and Donkey Kong. So you just get to play these games, hmm. which is awesome because that's what I want. I want to play those games. So it's like the perfect, like to them, it's almost like they're offering it as a bonus. But to me, I'd pay the money just to get those. Hmm. I'd pay heaps more money just to get those. You can get an NES Mini, then you'd get all of those. Yeah, so so I've actually decided not to do that because of this. Uh-huh. Because I'm going to get these games in my subscription, so I don't need an NES Mini. Well, there's a lot of games on the NES Mini that aren't in here. But yeah, we're, that's true. You know, But yeah, th- so it's not that... Yeah, so it's kind of just the thing that's tipped the scales for me because I couldn't decide... And then when I realized I'm going to be able to play a lot of these games anyway, then, yeah, I'm not going to... I feel like it's not worth it. Balloon Fight's the only good game in there, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get some shit for that. No, Um, Legend of Zelda's okay. So the other thing, too, is that they're saying that there'll be some multiplayer in these games, which I don't even know how... Well, these are two-player games, a lot of them. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Hmm. I mean, I think I can see this as becoming a thing where everyone who has the online service has these games. And so they could really take off if they're, if people enjoy playing them and everyone has it. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like when the Wii came out and they came with Wii Sports, like everyone had that. Hmm. And the games, there's people that love those games. And I'm like, I feel like these are really mediocre games. And people love them. <laughs> but it's mm. just because everyone knows them, everyone has them. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was very delighted to find out that it wasn't too expensive and also that it comes with these games that you can just play mm. and that they'll have multiplayer. And presumably they'd add to that library over time. That's what they've... I don't know if they've said it specifically. It sounded like they may have said it, yeah. Mm. I didn't. Probably didn't pay enough attention to that. <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> <laughs> We're not journalists here. Yep. Uh, new stock and release of the SNES Mini. That's the first time I've ever said mm. SNES. Is Why it? did I say SNES? I don't know. The Americans. The SNES Mini <laughs> and NES Mini, June 29th. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I've pre-ordered mine. Uh, <laughs> Even though you've already... <laughs> Even though one. I've already got them. Yeah. Yeah, that's me being me. Yeah, so I've kind of decided not to get them. So the other reason, the other contributing aspect is that I want to get... Well, I've already got the SNES in my cupboard. Um, the games tend to be expensive. Like $20 for a cart only is pretty much the minimum you'll yeah, pay exactly. for anything decent. Definitely. Um, and the only thing you can get for less than that is like really crappy games. Um, 
so to pay twenty dollars for all those I mean they're obviously eight bit all those games are eight bit era games. No? Hmm. The ones in the yeah. um subscription. Yeah. Eight bit hero. No. Era. NES. Games. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, so that's so I kinda wanna have the hardware anyway, so even though those games are available, I'd like to have the real hardware. And hmm. the other thing is that I don't really want to have it in my main lounge room in my, on my main TV. I hmm. want to have it with all my old gaming stuff. Yeah. And because it's got HDMI, I can't plug it into my analog CRT TV. Yeah. Um, I've heard a few people say that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's those three reasons have surprisingly made me decide not to get it no that's fair yeah that's that's completely fair yeah i'm just buying another one of each just because i I think they're so cool yeah that i just like a backup Mm. i mean they're they're small enough that believe it or not i think they'd be easy to lose yeah and um my wife she plays those things all the time yeah so yeah yeah, yeah, just having some backup copies and chuck them on the shelf with all the rest of the stuff. They are very cool, and it's great for holidays and stuff. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. But then, so so is the Switch, I suppose, arguably. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the last item in the news, um, I have confirmed and scheduled the next play feature for Game the System. Ah, cool. Yes. So I can't say what it is just Mm -hmm. yet, Mm -hmm. but it's all confirmed. We're booked in, Um, but it's not for another couple of months yet. So, you know, temper expectations Mm. (laughs) if anyone was expecting (laughs) anything. Um, But I'm really excited by this because this is is the one I've wanted to do for a long time. Mm. So very excited. Interesting. Yes. It's going to be a bit of a logistical nightmare. Well, it's not going to be that bad, but it's going to be more difficult than stuff we've done before. Does it involve plane tickets? It may. <laughs> don't um, play your usual guessing games. Sorry. Because we're going to reveal it and we don't want to reveal it. Sorry. Um, for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know what a play feature is, can you tell us what it is? I can tell you what it is. So there's a couple of features on Game the System. Um, one of them is people. So in the people section, you can have a look at some people in the gaming community, they're all pinball players at this stage, but we will branch out to video gamers as well. Um, and they talk about why they're interested in games, mm-hmm. how they got into it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we have play, another area, and this is more about where people play, mm-hmm. places that people go to to have a good time and, and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. We've done one so, so far, which is 1989, um, arcade bar and kitchen in Newtown, mm-hmm. a sponsor for the podcast, mm. which is very exciting. Mm. Um, and I think that play feature turned out really, really good. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're going to continue to do more of them. Yep. The problem is they take a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and you basically get nothing out of it except for the enjoyment of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I get a, I get a fair bit out of it, but again, it's it's enjoyment. I mean, yeah. you know. I don't do this to get paid any money. In fact, it costs me a lot of money. But um, you're intrinsically motivated. I am. It's 
It's something I'm very enthusiastic about. Mm -hmm. It's the reason why I started the site, after all, and why we're sitting here podcasting. Right. I just spent the last two weeks writing about intrinsic motivation. Oh, I see. Yep. Hence, bringing it up. Hence, delaying the podcast. (laughs) That's all right. Real life gets in the way. (laughs) Stupid life. That's it for news. Unless there's anything anyone else can think of. No. I'm going to get a drink. what we've been doing mm-hmm. um, alright I'll go first yeah sure so I've just got a couple of pickups um, I picked up Wayne's World and Barney's Hide and Seek game on the Mega Drive <laughs> <laughs> they sound like great quality but haven't played them obviously no I haven't played uh, I've probably played Wayne's World back <coughs> in the day oh um, but I kind of went into my local game traders once again, yep. and I picked up this giant stack of giant. It was about Wait, five Mega was, Drive games. Was the Mega CD still there? Yeah, it's still there. Like it's days before Christmas, still there. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is was. the Mega Drive with the Mega CD still there? Yeah. Any other questions? Do you think that they'll <laughs> make a deal? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, you never know. What you do could you ask. mean you don't think so? Why would they sell? The Mega CD without the Mega Drive. Because they want to sell it? Perhaps. In fact, they could probably just sell the Mega Drive by itself. Well, it'd be much easier to sell by itself than the CD by itself. True. So maybe you should ask them. And also, what's the difference between me buying the whole thing and then just trading in the Mega Drive again than them just discounting Hmm. and taking the Mega Drive away? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I could ask them these questions next time I go in. You could. Actually, that'll ruin my reputation. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you asking. want to do a deal on this mega CD? I know. From working Get out of the in, shop. <laughs> from working in retail, there's nothing wrong with asking, but you just don't do it like an asshole. Hmm. Because a lot of people are basically a total dick about it. Hmm. Um. But if you don't ask for a discount, you won't get one. So there's nothing mm. wrong with saying, can you do any better on this price? Mm. But if you're like, come on, come on, do better, <laughs> come on. I know you can, I know you can, I know you can. And just keep pushing it, pushing it. You know, when the guy, the poor guy that works there who's got no control, mm. uh, you know, and he's like, I can't, I, you know. Mm. If they say no, they say no, but mm. sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do give you a discount. Sometimes they do. Sometimes it's hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> going back to game traders. <laughs> so, yeah, I did pick up about five Mega Drive games that I was going to buy. But they were kind of at the the price point where, and, and the condition point, mm. where it was kind of iffy whether I wanted them or not. So I took them up to the counter, 
and said, do these come with manuals? Mm. And so they opened them up, had a look in their drawer. None of them had manuals with them. So they were already a, a little bit too pricey for what they should wow, be. Wow, so they like took the games out and the manuals out of the boxes. Yeah, that's what they do. They just have the boxes Jeez. on the shelves. They don't do that at Blacktown. Oh, really? I was So mm. when I, where I bought Enduro Racer mm. from, I was looking at the wall and I was deciding for ages. And I opened them all up to see which ones had manuals. And all the games and everything was in there. And it's right next to the door as well. This is probably why my game traders don't have manuals for most of the games. Because they come from Blacktown. Ah. And people are stealing the manuals out of the boxes. I've got a feeling a lot of the people at Blacktown don't give two hoots about Sega Master System or Mega Drive games. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so none of them had manuals. And so I thought, uh, nah, I won't bother. Um, and then I remember seeing Wayne's World and Barney's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. They were really good quality, a little bit expensive for what I, what I wanted to actually pay. And so I said, oh, well, do you have Wayne's World and Barney's instruction manuals in there? And, mm. and he said, oh, yeah, we've got them for those. And I said, okay, well, I'll take them instead. Having second thoughts about it when I got home, <laughs> thinking I've probably overpaid for them for what they are. But again, they're good quality. So, yeah, I just went for it. Um, and I also picked up Wonderboy Dragon's Trap on PS4. Yeah. Yeah, which is a HD remake of... Wonderboy 3 Dragon Strap on Master System. Mm-hmm. A really, really awesome Master System game. Um, and I love the Wonderboy series. And I was never that fussed on, you know, HD remakes in general, but um, I was watching Games Done Quick as I like to do mm-hmm. on a on an evening whilst I'm eating my dinner. Mm-hmm. And dra- uh, Wonderboy Dragon's Trap was being played mm. as a speedrun. And the developers were also there commentating on the speedrun. And so not only did the game look absolutely fantastic, Mm -hmm. like just beautiful artwork, it's Mm. hand-drawn, but the developers just also showed a really big passion for the game. You could tell they really loved it. Mm. And they loved what the speedrunners were doing. And so I thought, I have to buy this. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, next day I went out and and I grabbed it. Mm -hmm. So the game is completely identical Apart from, obviously, the upgrade of the artwork. And the music. Yep. Yep. But while you're playing, you can press a button and it switches back to 8-bit mode. Oh, really? Yeah, on the fly. Actually, there was a funny thing that the speedrunners were doing. Um, You know, they're racing around in in the normal, in the new graphic mode. Mm. Then just as they were hitting a boss door, just before they push up to go in the door, they turn it back to 8-bit mode, go in the door... As soon as the boss appears, turn it back to the HD mode. Mm. And the point was that in the HD version, there's like an extra little bit of an intro mm. to the boss. Oh. So by switching it to 8-bit, they skip that intro. Yep. Yeah. Because it, they wouldn't do anything unless it was to save time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that looks really cool. I haven't played it yet, but um, yeah, pick that up. That sounds awesome. I started playing the cart that you lent me, Oh yeah, the Wonder Boy. And unfortunately, because my TV died, I have to play it on my LCD monitor, which um, is not the best. But, uh, I mean, the, the monitor's good, but, yeah, just the upscaling is obviously not great quality. Mm. So it doesn't look great, which feel like is impacting on my experience. <laughs> mm. um, is there a lot of screen tear and things like that? or? Um, 
it's not so much that that I've noticed, but just, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it probably just looks wrong. It's really raw looking and um, it just doesn't look nice at mm. all. Mm. Um, and there's latency too with it. So I wonder if there's settings I can fiddle with on the monitor that will help with that. There might be. Mm. But um, yeah, there's definite, definitely latency. Like I really noticed it when I went from, because I was playing Road Rash, when I started playing it on that LCD monitor, it was... A, so different hmm. and i wonder uh how much it impacts on the ability to play the game like playing a game like r-type i feel like it really impacts a lot because you've got less time to react to things so there's a bit of a lag yeah all oh, right yeah that sucks so apparently that's to do with the upscaling and can you turn it to game mode i might be able to i haven't tried hmm. fiddling with any settings um yeah but anyway Back to Wonder Boy 3. I was actually surprised. It feels... It's not that linear. Like, I mean, you do have to go and get the key to open the next door. Not that I've gone through much of it, but you can go lots of different ways and it doesn't yeah. really tell you what way to go. You have to go and find where the key is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I depending... Was, yeah, what characters you have available at the time is depending on how many other ways you can go as well. Right. Because it opens up all new areas. Um, and, yeah, in the speedrun, the developers were saying, well, because the speedrunners were talking about how many secrets there are in the game, um, like hidden doors and things like that, the developers said, yeah, it's actually funny because when we decoded the game, they found some secret doors in the game that no one even knew were there, <laughs> like it never been found. Wow. Yeah, so there's just a heap of stuff in that game. It's really cool. Yeah, looks like it. Anyway, we'll switch it over to you, John. What's okay. your first thingamy what's it? Um, well, I've had some pickups over the last couple of weeks that I haven't really talked about. And one of them is this Street Fighter Alpha anthology on ah. PS2. Yeah, which I'd heard about... Um, can I take a squeeze? I don't remember where, but... You're handling yeah. the box as we speak? <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that's but, a lot of Street Fighter Alphas. Yeah. <laughs> what? Isn't there just three? There's Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 2 something. What? Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Gem Fighter, Super Gem Fighter. That's a cool game. Yeah, so Gem that's Fighter. actually the reason why I bought this. Not for Street Fighter Alpha. I bought this to play Gem Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's a really interesting fighting game, which I, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast before. I know Gem we... Fighter or Alpha? Gem Fighter. Gem Fighter is not a fighting game. Yes, it is. It's a puzzle game. No, you're thinking of Puzzle Fighter. Oh. Yeah, so there's Puzzle Fighter, which is like oh, gem... columns yeah, okay, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with characters. I know the one. Yeah, but Gem Fighter is like a really basic fighter. It's sort Which, of like um, Smash Brothers, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't or Power say, Stone. Um, it's, so it's got some of those elements, I guess. But basically, there's obviously gems, you know, and when you hit your enemy, the gems pop out of them and the gems power up your special moves. Hmm. So the controls, they've really simplified the idea of Street Fighter. 
So you only have three buttons. You've got um, punch, kick, and special. Hmm. And the special will activate your special moves. Um, I think you do still have to do like a quarter circle forward. Um, and depending on the gems that you have will depend on how strong the special move is. So like hmm. Fireball, for example, um, it's it powers up kind of like the super bar in other Street Fighter games. So you've got three levels. Uh, so the more of that um, gem, that color gem you collect, the more powerful it is. So it starts out just like a normal blue fireball. And then when you get to level two, it does two hits. And when you get to level three, it does three hits hmm. and turns into the fire fireball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so which is is actually quite powerful because when the other person's throwing out a normal fireball, yours just goes straight through it and oh, hits yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and there's it's got like auto combos similar to the new Marvel versus Capcom where you basically just um, mash the button. And yeah, I do don't like that. Well, the idea... It kind of ruined that game for me, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> Infinite. You know you can turn it off, right? Well, it's not really the point. I mean, this might be a bit of a tangent, mm. but, you know, I only found those auto combos probably halfway or three-quarters of the way through the game. Yeah. And I, and I was stuck on a guy and, like, just getting... The shit beaten out of me and getting a bit frustrated. And then I found just pressing that one button, you know, it just auto combos. And so I just started doing that. And because it's there, how can you not use it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of... And it's and it was annoying because it's there and you, and you want to use it, yeah. but you don't want to use it. Mm. And then that kind of ruined the rest of the game for me. It almost... It's, it's pretty over the top though too because in Marvel vs. Capcom, you basically walk up to them... And you mash one button and you'll do like five hits and then hit them up into the air. And then you still matching one, mashing one button mm. will then do like a five hit air combo and finish that too. So mm. it's like mm. a pretty big combo, yeah. which actually takes some skill to be able to execute without auto. Yeah, combo. that's right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, back to Gem Fighter. Yeah. So this is not quite as full on as that. So the combos are four hit combos. Um, and the other thing that's funny about it is the characters have different costumes and they change on the fly when you change between punch and kick in your auto combo. Oh. So, so like Ken is like got this cowboy costume. And so when you, you do a punch and then when you do a kick, he like turns into the cowboy and then he's got a soccer one as well. And so you can do different combinations of like punch then kick. So you can do, so there's four hits in every, in all the combos. So you can do like punch, punch, kick, kick, or like punch, kick, punch, kick, you know, mm. different mm. combinations. And then depending on the combination will depend on um, the finishing move. So some of the finishing moves are slower than others. Um, so some of the finishing moves actually don't continue like in a combo. So I guess it's not really like a true combo because the person has plenty of time to block the final hit. Mm. Some of them are like low, low attacks. Um so it's it's very different to the Marvel vs. Capcom one because they're like true combos where as long as you start it, it can't be blocked. Yeah. Um, but in this, it can be blocked depending on the combination that you use. Uh, so I guess it's not hmm. like a true combo. It's just like a flurry of hits. 
Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's m- done much better. And mm. I think that they did a really good job, well, that much better job of making a simple fighting game. Um, and there's strategy around collecting the gems and mm. depending on which color gem you get, it powers up certain moves. So, and obviously you can't control really what color you get. So you might find that, you know, your uppercut is powerful, but your fireball is not. So you change your style of mm. fighting based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you stop throwing fireballs and you want to try and get in close and mm. yeah, things like that. So it's, it's actually really fun. Like it's, it's street fighter, but it's really different to the normal street fighter that you're used to. Hmm. I don't think I played it much back in the day. We'll have to have a really good go of it mm. sometime because I think that you'll like it. Mm. Yeah. No, I know I already like it, but yeah, I, like I said, I didn't play it too much, I don't think. Yep. That was when I was kind of out of my street fighter thing. Right. Because I was into, obviously, street fighter 2 a lot. Um, yeah. When Super Street Fighter 2 came out, that was the first one that I didn't particularly like. And then it sort of went on from there. Street Fighter 3 I didn't particularly like. I didn't like the Alphas too much. Right. The Alphas are okay, but I didn't think they were great. Yep. But, yeah. That's a pretty cool collection, though. That's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I don't know how interested I am in Street Fighter Alpha. Like, I like it. But, and... I definitely, I'm not a big Street Fighter 2 person mm. because I just, I played it as a kid, but I was young, so I never learned how to play properly. Um, hang on. I have to remove the cat. Get down. You'll have to leave that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your anger. Scare her into submission. It's loud noises. <laughs> um, she jumps back up there. Yeah, the thing is, you know that they're doing it when you're not around. That's mm. yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, not super interested in in Street Fighter Alpha. I know it's good, and yeah, yeah. A lot of people like Street Fighter Alpha more than the original, like the mainstream series. Yep. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is an easier way to get my hands on Gem Fighter, basically. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> it's got in this other mechanic too um, called Guard Crush. So, I, yeah, I forgot about that. But so there's a... I'm not sure if it's the special button. I can't remember how it works. But there's a button that's a Guard Crush, which is like a power-up move. So you hold the button down, and the longer you hold it, the more damage you do. Hmm. And basically, the character pulls out some kind of weapon, like um, pretty sure Ken pulls out like this big mace. And it's very cartoony. And he basically will like pull it, hold it back until you let go of the button, and then he'll slam it forward, hmm. and it's an unblockable hit. Uh, but you're very right. vulnerable while you're powering it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really fun, and I'm looking forward to playing it some more hmm. and playing it with you guys. You, Matt, is my turn. It's your turn. For everybody's favorite segment. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? The River Raid one. (laughs) Ah, the River Raid update. My quest to make a video game. Yes. So remind me, Hmm. what is River Raid Tournament Edition? So it's my my take on River Raid, which is the Atari 2600 game. Mm -hmm. This vertical shooter, yeah, from way back. Mm -hmm. 
And you um, deconstructed it. Well, it, okay. Well, it's a ROM hack. Right. So, But you started making it because... Why? Um, I mean, it's not... It's, it's If you're good at the game, you can play it for a really, really long time. Mm. And so we're all old now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not you don't that have that reason. much time. You just want to play quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and also because you have played it in competition before. And when you've got a bunch of good players, it takes... Yeah, it goes on forever. All these players, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is to have shorter game modes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Just last for a few minutes, so you can bash out a few things, mm-hmm. restart quickly. So these modes you created in the game, what are they? Um. So one. So there's four of them, right? Yeah. Well, the first one is just the original game. Oh. And then there's one that's um one life only and no refueling. Mm-hmm. And then... Is that the kamikaze one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I gave every mode a name. Oh, is that its name? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure I knew that before. Uh, well, because on Activision games, they have... They sometimes did that. The modes had, you know, and anything. So I've taken on... Hmm. Most of the, um, the whole time, I'm just copying what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> So game three is a speed thingy. It's you get the, I added a timer to the game, so you get to bridge five. Once you explode that bridge, then that's it, right? So you're getting times right to go as fast as you can. Does it then? Does it just stop and so you can see your time, or does it stop and give you some info? Or uh, I mean, it's a simple game, right? Just yeah. The time stops. Right. You stop. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure you could see what the time was. Yeah. That's the important part. <laughs> yeah. speedrunning, right? Yeah. I had a go at that one, and that's the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, right. And I don't remember your time, getting your time, as ever being a problem. Mm. I always knew what it was. Yeah. Mm. And then the last one is just straight up five minutes, unlimited lives. Right. right. Three minutes, five minutes, one of those. Some number of minutes. <laughs> it's not like you made the game or anything. Yeah. And then it's... Basically, the best score wins kind mm-hmm. of situation, right? Cool. So, so, that, so in that case, I guess it would be to your advantage to go as fast as you can to get as many bridges as you can, right? Maybe. Okay. So, I think so, but it's possible that there's another strategy that right. works because playing methodically, you can hit everything, mm. which would give you lots of points, right? Mm. If you're going fast, you miss a lot of stuff. Mm. So maybe... Do you get points the, for hitting the fuel thing? Yeah. Okay. So, the, I mean, the trick that everybody learns, like, advanced trick, but it's early on. You can get most of the fuel out of them and then shoot and you can get the points as well. Oh. <laughs> so, wait, if you've got infinite lives, <clears throat> yeah. could you... I'm sure you've already accounted for this. Mm. Could you just literally run into the first plane or boat or whatever, mm. die respawn, run into the same guy again over and over and so, over until you get an infinite score? I don't think it's as good because you start with no speed. Right. And so it takes a while to, to get to the first thing anyway. Does the timer stop while you're dead? Yeah, oh, because yeah. it's timed. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. I yeah. thought it was... Yeah, no. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some exploit that I haven't found yet, really. Well, yeah. we'll have to, to see just if we devastate can find the that. game and it's, it becomes useless. Hmm. 
It's always how it goes. Yeah. So what's the River Raid update for this week? <clears throat> well, the recent month. news now is that I got the version 2 boards came in the mail. So the last time I had a problem where the connector was on backwards, I'd basically do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong. So it was useless. And so I redid the board, sent it away to Osh Park to get created. They came back and, you know, I soldered the, put the sockets in, put the chips in mm-hmm. and put it in the Atari and switched it on and the drum roll. <laughs> it worked. Oh my God. My God. <laughs> yeah. So I've made a video game, I guess. Well, well <laughs> you ripped someone else's yeah, off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble there. Yeah. But <laughs> and actually I have. I have show and tell as well. Oh, um, he's reaching into his pants. Freaking dummies first. But yeah, that looks like a cartridge that needs a label. Yeah. <laughs> so when you buy, you need you have to get three, right? So actually, there's there's one in there that's got no chips in it. Why? So you can test that it plugs into an Atari. Oh, right. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And open the bag. This is. <laughs> Why, is, why wouldn't you put a piece This in one actually works. Why wouldn't you put that one in Ooh. the cartridge? Oh, yeah. So, this is too thick. The problem the problem we have is, see, the the board with the chips on it mm-hmm. and the sockets, which I used, which I thought I should use sockets in case I do something wrong. You pull it out, reprogram it, put it back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too big to fit in the cartridge. Oh. So, you've still got a problem. Yes. I still have a problem to solve. <laughs> yeah. So, can you just do it without the socket? Yeah. So, I think that's what I'm going to do now. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. It, now that it's finished, you don't need a socket in there. Yeah, I mean, is there are there more bugs I've got to fix? I don't know. Oh, this is, hasn't got a window. No, because it's an EEPROM, which was the whole story. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm not submitting myself to, you know, technology of, I don't know, slightly older than that. I can't believe these cartridges had moving parts in them. It's insane. Um, the springs. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, okay. So the real the 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 first party Atari cartridges, and more than that, they have a dust cover, and the the two pins on the Atari console go into that dust cover and push the whole thing to expose the the you know the cartridge yeah. pins out. Yeah, but Activision don't do that for international copyright reasons. And they just have these two things because all, all they've got to do is push open the dust cover on the Atari. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, this would... Um, I feel like if you didn't have the socket, you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'd fit easily. And this having this one installed in the cartridge also proves that it fits in the... Ca- the board shape fits in the cartridge, which was the other problem with the version <laughs> 1 board. It's been a learning experience. Yeah. A learning Iteration. journey. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's the whole thing. And we're almost there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that works. I mean, that's... Uh, some people would stop right there. Losers would stop right there. <laughs> yeah. Having a working game. Is that enough? No. No. I've got to get a cartridge. Yes. I've got to put a label on it. Yes. I mean, some people would stop there, but you're forcing <laughs> me to go even further because you want me to make a box. Yes. Yep. Was there instructions in the original? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> if you're finished... But you know, the, we'll I made a joke... About. You might be able to get reproduction instructions from back up your reproductions in New Zealand. Yeah, but won't I... uh, And then add the extra... No. (laughs) (laughs) I made a joke on the forum, I think, about having the patches. 
Maybe I will make oh, a patch. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Because I, I, I thought it originally was going to be difficult, but... Um, How can you... I thought this was from the era before patches. Different kind of patches. Do you not know this? No. All the Activision games, in the, in the instructions, they would say, you know, if you beat this score, send, tell, take a Polaroid of the screen and send it into us and they'll send you back a patch. It's an award. Oh. Uh, like... A you, jacket yeah, patch yeah. that you sew on. I mean, that's cool. I don't, hmm. I don't know what people did. I only know in heavy metal world, you get the <laughs> denim vest and you put the patches of all your bands on yeah. it. This is like <laughs> that's yeah. all. That's all your achievements. Basically, you it's achievements. That, like, Megadeth, true, yeah. Slayer, and then like <laughs> River Raid, <laughs> um, fifty thousand point club or something. Which one's more <laughs> hardcore? Because mm. um, I look closely at one of those things, and actually, they are just a a screen print with the embroidery is only around the edges so maybe maybe that's mm. something I can do mm. I think that's a great idea you can definitely do that yeah but first we need to make a label and a box yes and an instruction manual mm. oh and this is the other part see I got the new <laughs> chips now so actually I because I also had I only had one of these one set of the EEPROM and the inverter but now these just came in the mail today so I now have the means to put this in here. Yeah, so now you can burn. And then fit it in there, yeah. Right. So these are EEPROM chips. They come in this little tube. Ah. So how do you... Ah, yeah, right. Because you said you're not... Oh, you said this already. You're not using EEPROMs. Yeah. Yeah. Electrically erasable, blah, blah, blah. So now so they it, really won't be able to tell that they're not reproduction. <laughs> Except it says on it... I mean, uh, I guess you've got to know this, but, you know... An AT is You could sell this at Game Traders and, you know, they'll give you money. <laughs> it's purple. They Wash won't park look inside purple the cartridge. Pieces, they they don't, I don't think they'll look. No. I, I can see a, for, a flaw in your plan, though. Um, um, I mean, I'm... Yeah, the cartridge. Making it for me. It, I'm not going to sell it. No, but I mean, it, it was such an ethical dilemma hmm. getting a <laughs> cartridge that you could rip the label off. Yeah. How are you going to find more of those? And that's not my problem. We also discussed this. <laughs> this is my one. And I don't care what you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, that cartridge has just disappeared into John's the pocket. The thing that's frustrating about recreating this is the bloody texture that they used on the mold. Yeah, sorry, you couldn't really 3D print that. Mm. Yeah, to get it authentic. I, you know. Surely 3D printers can do stuff like that. Maybe um, ones you can't get at home, hmm. but anything that I have access to is not going to do that. Right. Well, that's exciting. Mm. The game is almost there. Well, the game is there. The game part's there. It's. It, I guess it's the physical bits. Mm. Mm. We're almost there. Very excited. <laughs> There's yeah. no reproduction cartridges. People don't make reproduction cartridges. Uh, they do. Maybe. Don't they? Didn't you say on Atari Age there's a guy that sells them? But um, not the I mean, that's part of the not the Activision yeah, ones. I, I need to add the Activision ones. Right. Okay. Hmm. Are you listening, Oz Retro Gamer? What? <laughs> we would like this in the in the um, classic arcade gaming tournament. No. I think you said it can be. It can be there, but, but you know, Atari Twenty Six Hundred no. River Raid Tournament Edition. No. Didn't they say he said they had some plan for it? Didn't he? He said the C64 version. Oh. Yeah. Which isn't going to work because people will play it all day. Right. 
That's why we need so a tournament really, edition. So it's no different to what they're already doing, really. That's right. Unless you have other rules. Yeah. All right, right. Might make some rules, but... Like a manual timer. Yeah. yeah. That'll yeah. work. But there's a perfectly good tournament edition I know. right here. And so much I mean, blood, sweat, and tears have gone into it. <laughs> I, I think I understand the reason why they use the Commodore one. It's it is a bit harder, but they have the C sixty four set up, you know, properly, mm-hmm. and with a good AV mod, I think they're not using RF. And Atari's only come with, you know, the antenna connectors. Right? Oh, so you have to get your other bit done then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's getting there. picked up Horizon Chase Turbo on the PS4. This is a new racing game released, uh, I think it's on PS4 and Xbox, I could be wrong, but it's definitely on the PS4. Um, This is a racing game very much uh, modelled after retro arcade racing games like Outrun, Turbo Esprit, Mm -hmm. um, Daytona, Mm -hmm. things like that. And, yeah, so I picked that up purely based on what the graphics look like because the graphics look absolutely fantastic using lots of pastel um, colours, like very 80s. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the graphics are sort of, they're very crisp and smooth, but they're kind of polygonal and, mm-hmm. again, sort of harkening back to the retro theme. Um, the car, you, you get a choice of a couple of cars at the start, but one of them is very obviously ripping off the Outrun car. Mm-hmm. So it's a Ferrari Testarossa. Mm-hmm. Not official, you know, just made to look a bit like one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do collect cars throughout the game that are sort of modelled after other cars in other retro car games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I picked it up, gave it a good go, and initially I wasn't so keen on it. Um, it felt very much like a mobile game, Mm. like very, very basic and not basic in a good way in that, you know, a lot of retro games are basic. You Mm. want your basic mechanics, but sort of focus so pure and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. This felt like a mobile game in that the feedback given to the player just felt like it wasn't there. Mm. Like, um... If you run into another car, which you'll do very often, um, it just felt like there's this little donk. It feels it feels like two plastic cars running mm. into each other. Whereas, you know, other retro games like Outrun, for instance, you run into another car and there's a big crunch mm. and your car skids out mm. and, you know, you can almost feel it. But this one, yeah, it just didn't feel like there was that feedback. Mm. Is it on other platforms? I'm sure it is. Do you think it's on mobile? Well, this is where I was going. Mm. So it felt like a mobile game to me. Mm. I later found out, listening to another podcast, this was a mobile game. Okay. 
Um, so I think it was it was probably Horizon Horizon Chase on mobile, I would imagine, and then this one, Horizon Chase Turbo, is the console release. Right. Um, so that sort of explained that, and yeah, I was I was kind of struggling with it a little bit. I mean, it was it's super fast. It looks absolutely amazing. It sounds great, mm-hmm. but the gameplay just wasn't really doing too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, very frustrating in that you start at the back of the pack every single race. So you're, I think it's in 16th place. Right. And it's very much like, say, a game like F-Zero where the cars in front of you will try and get in front of you so right. you can't pass them. Yeah. And when you're facing That's a wall really of these cars, yeah. yeah, it's really frustrating. And also there was another thing that really frustrated me was that you can be tearing up a, a road and there's another car in front of you a long way away mm-hmm. and he gets closer and closer and closer and closer and it seems to be a, you know, approaching at a speed you would expect. Mm. As soon as it gets a certain distance away from you, like a couple of inches on the screen, suddenly it, it comes at you really fast even though you're coming up the back of them. Mm. And that took a long time to sort of get used to. It's sort of some weird thing. Mm. And it was super annoying because obviously they're trying to get in your way so you can't pass them. Mm -hmm. And then you've also got this thing where they seem to suck towards you. Mm. Um, But yeah, I was playing that quite a bit, trying to get into it, wasn't really getting into it. But then it started to, started to, yeah, I started to get into it and I did sort of realize it is a lot like F-Zero mm-hmm. where it's super fast, the AI is just annoying, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of fun once you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I started to enjoy it. I, I wouldn't say it's amazing or anything like that, yep. but it is fun and it does look beautiful. Will I go back to it? I mean, I probably spent a couple of hours on it. Will I go back to it? I don't know. I probably will, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. I'd recommend people maybe check out, you know, some videos on YouTube or whatever to see whether it's something that will grab them. But again, it's the gameplay that feels weird mm-hmm. to me. The look of it, the sound, and what it's doing looks fantastic. It's just how it plays is a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, and it was $30 on mm. PS4. So it's a little bit That's too much. It's a significant amount of money. Yeah. You can be sure the mobile version is not that much. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. Well, that's, I mean, that's slightly disappointing to hear, really, because, you know, uh, <laughs> that was about two minutes of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just think of the right way to say it but yeah mobile games it doesn't it's a different standard yeah but i say it felt like a mobile game but in the way that i wasn't really sure that it was a mobile game Mm. it still felt good Mm -hmm. it just felt yeah just not a full experience yeah giving you that feedback Mm. Mm. So, I wouldn't say the game's disappointing. It's just not mm. as cool as it actually looks. Yeah, maybe it's just a small game studio that you know hasn't. I guess maybe just doesn't have the resources to 
you know, focus on those sounds and that sort of thing. Mm. Sound is just such a big part of yeah, games. Yeah. And people people just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, not so much the developers, but I think, yeah, generally a lot of people don't realize how big a part, you know, Yeah, it it's, it's huge. Yeah. And like I said, that was one of the main things for me. You run into the car and there's this little dunk. Yeah. Whereas Outrun, you feel that, even though you're not feeling it. Mm. It's you, yeah. can, you can just. Oh, I mean, there's well, force feedback on yeah. this. Yeah, well, that's another it's thing. Violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, even even on you know, well, I mean, I suppose I can't objectively say, but you in the Master System version, even which is the most recent one I played, the the way the car flips over and it mm. gives you the sense of like you just crashed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just smashed a Ferrari. Yeah, um, it's like yeah, it really sucks when that when you crash. Yeah, you get the sense that it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing I forgot to mention, and that's that it's got some weird auto steering thing oh. where it kind of sucks you into the corners. And okay. I only noticed it one time when I was flying through this stage, and I thought it, it was the last lap, so. I crossed the finish line and sort of looked away, mm-hmm. looking at something else. And then I looked back and it wasn't the last lap. I was still going. Mm. But my car had already started steering around the corner and I hadn't started steering. Mm. And then after that, I realized, oh, yeah, it's actually got some sort of auto snapping to the sides of corners and things like that. Is that and actually an auto steer? Because a lot of these driving games now have auto steer and... Hmm. They're on by default and you need to go and switch them off hmm. in the options. Right. I never tried just legitimately going through a corner without steering. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's a steering assist or something hmm. like that. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just weird. Yeah. And you can take advantage of that once you realize it's there by just taking corners at full speed. Mm. As long as there's no cars coming at you, you can pretty much take any corner at full speed because right. you're taking advantage of some sort of sucking mechanic going around <laughs> the corner, for lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, it like does... Like the pneumatic tube of racing. <laughs> <laughs> it does look absolutely beautiful, though. It looks amazing. Mm. Like those backgrounds and things you, you know and love in OutRun, the pastel colours... Mm-hmm. Sun setting, water, you know, splashing on the side of the road and things mm-hmm. like that. It looks looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the game's not quite there itself. And again, $30 seems a bit rich. Yeah. I would have liked to have played a demo before I bought it. Right. But I think that stopped being a thing on modern consoles now. Really? Yeah. At least on PS4, there's, mm. I can't find any demos for most games. Huh. I wonder if that's got something to do with just the way that games are designed in terms of the file structure because i know i've looked at a lot of demos where you're essentially downloading the whole game mm. and then there's some limitations and yeah and then there's an unlock so, thing yeah like i the xbox live arcade used to always have yeah. that thing they right? mandated have, demos for everything yeah yeah i'm not sure that's the case anymore yeah. hmm. interesting i could be wrong i could be stupid maybe you know you go to the main game and there's not an option to download a demo or buy it. Maybe you have to search specifically for the demo version. I don't know. Mm. Either way, 
but yeah, I couldn't find a demo version of it. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's my other grab. Over to you, John. Cool. All right. Well, the other game that I've played some of, little bits of, um, well, it's a pretty well-known game. I picked up, I had a bit of a Master System grab um, mm. from a guy um, who had a bunch of games. Unfortunately, by the time I got to him, he'd already sold a couple of the ones that I was most interested in, mm. but he was selling them for like $5 each with the case and manual, and they're in pretty good condition. So Yeah, right. Yeah, so it was a pretty good buy but one of the games was california games i'm feeling some footbag coming yeah. on now <laughs> legendary game on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we seem to talk about it every time um so i've got the master system one this one because of i always mention it has a flying disc ah. so this is the first time i've ever played flying disc Hmm. And now I know why it's not in other versions of this game because it sucks. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Basically, you throw the flying disc. So you, you have two characters and one's throwing and one's catching. And you basically just have to catch, try and catch the disc. And you have a power bar at the bottom. And so you press your button to start the movement of the bar, just like in a lot of these kinds of games. And then you have to press it at the right time when it's at, you know, the right power. Mm. And But then it goes back and there's an angle button on the other side mm-hmm. or an angle gauge. Mm-hmm. And you have to then hit it a second time to get it at the right angle. So you want like a good amount of power and a good angle. Mm. And I don't know if there's some kind of strategy to throwing it in a certain way, like in terms of angle. Um, I don't think it's necessarily always the best to just have maximum power maximum angle hmm. i don't know um but then then the the flying disc flies across the screen and you watch it go and then you get to your receiver and you can run left and right to put them in the right place and then you have to press the button at the right time to catch the disc but there's different catches that you can do Wait, so you're controlling both characters you control both characters oh, yeah. yeah so but when you, you you start with the thrower and then you do your little power gauge and your angle gauge and then once that's done, they throw the disc and then the camera follows the disc and then you'll catch up to your receiver and you've got this little mini map on the top oh. of the screen too so that you can see roughly like where your receiver is and you hmm. can start running before you catch up to them. So if you've thrown it short and you need to run closer, you can do that. Um, or you need to pretty much be running before you see them. Mm. So the easiest way is to run with the disc as it's flying past. You have to just get your timing right. And there's a normal catch if you just press the button without holding a direction. If you're holding a direction, the receiver will jump and do like a dive catch in whichever direction you hold. I think that's it. Mm. I think that's the whole thing. And then you get a certain amount of points based on which catch you do. And I haven't been able to do a forward catch like into the disc. I think that you might get more points for doing that. Hmm. So there's the backwards dive and then there's a forwards dive, which is like impossible to time because you can't even see the receiver. You can only do it on the minimap. Hmm. I'm sure people can do it, but it's hard to do. Hmm. 
and that's that's flying disc. Right, <laughs> frisbee. Yeah, hmm. I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, I is there footbag? Yes. And what's it called? Footbag. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what it's called in all these games. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> it is, but then in the instruction manual, if you remember when we were reading the Mega Drive one, I think it was, it had three different terms for it. Ah. Oh, I yeah. forgot that that happened because yeah. I've got the instruction manual for my for this Master System version here. Um, Don't you love the Master System instruction manuals, how they fold oh. out poster size and it's just all <laughs> other languages? Wow. I did not remember that. Didn't yeah, you? they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that's really weird about these is there's some kind of spacing convention here where it's like there's three columns. So there's actually lots of empty white space, mm. um, which is really weird. Uh, but because of this manual, I learned about how to play um, the half pipe properly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to look up um, flying disc. Okay. I thought you were going to look up foot bag. <laughs> well, you thought wrong. So the most, actually, the best thing in this manual is the California. Um, what did I call it? The word dictionary. I'm forgetting. We've got glossary. There's a glossary of terms. Oh. Word dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and I posted this on Twitter. <laughs> These terms. It just says California spoken here, but it's really a glossary of terms. Hmm. So agro. If you're a daredevilish dude, you will go way aggro executing aggressive moves on ramps and waves. All right. In California. Hmm. Not uh, aggro's cartoon connection. No. No. <laughs> the other funny one was bionic. Oh, bio, which is short for bionic, as hmm. in you've got superhuman. What is it? You've got to be superhuman with aggro moves to be known as bio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that one ever caught on. So there's Radical, Totally, Tonar. I haven't heard of that one. I didn't even get this far in the classroom. <laughs> so what, what, is, what is Tonar? Tonar, the newest word. It's a combination of totally and gnarly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if something's totally gnarly, then it's without doubt Tonar. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's like turnt. It's obvious. Um, okay. Well, I was looking up flying disc scoring. Uh, the entire play field is displayed as... Yeah, we know that already. We talked about it. Button one is not used. Button two is to dive. Catch a disc, catch a must be extend an arm. Uh, scoring. When the disc is thrown, the score on the upper right corner increases by 10 and keeps increasing as long as the disc is in the air. So you get more points the further you go. Hmm. A catch while running right is 150. Catch while running left, which is the direction that it's coming from, is 250. So it's harder to do that. Hmm. Um, same with diving. Catch over your head, 350. Hmm. Yep. There you go. So when you read the manual, you learn all these things. You sure do. That's why games should come with manuals. Uh, and I found out that in skateboarding, in the half pipe, you can do a hand plant. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, what else? Is that tonally? What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> T 
Tuna. It would be. Tuna. If, it would be if you did one. Totally bio. Totally gnarly. Tuna. Yeah. Uh, and I tried to play footbag, mm. but I found it really difficult. I essentially could not do it at all. Hmm. And at this point, I'm going to blame the latency on the TV. Right. Because I was playing it on the LCD. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Oh, so the other thing is that I played... So the game that I realized that I love in this is this the um, roller skating. Hmm. I really love the roller skating. It's I, fun. I remember like it being... Yeah, well, you know, I'm not surprised about that. I'm sure lots <laughs> of people thought it was average, but <laughs> I think it's fun. So you use up and down because it's so it's like side view, so side scrolling, and then up is to like push off with her left foot, and down is to push off with the right foot because you're looking at it from the side. So it's like you're pushing each way, and you don't really need to time it, but Every time, like, as you hold the button down, she pushes. So you don't need to be super fast or anything. Um, and then there's, like, puddles and banana peels and beach balls Classics. that get in your way. And you have to jump over these things. And you can do a spin as well. Yeah. So if you you get points for jumping over obstacles. Uh, and then if you do a spin when you jump, it multiplies it by two. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I just found it... I couldn't stop playing it. The only reason that I stopped was because I have to, I had to basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was having that problem with the master system, like board video cutting out. But hmm. yeah. So I'm planning on making it one of the challenges when I have like a retro, retro classics games <laughs> day. I'm um, going to make it one of the challenges and pretty much just try and make everyone sit down and play it like <laughs> and actually try and do well. Because I think that that's when it becomes really fun. Mm. Just trying to get to the end of the course, because there is an end of the course, but it's really hard to get to the end, mm. or fairly hard. Right. For average gamers like me. I'm yeah. glad you quali- quantified that. And these games, <laughs> games, I seem to remembering they're decent for that sort of thing. Like you multiplayer yeah. them. Yeah, you're playing the one thing, but at the end, you got the the grand winner. They get the gold medal yeah. for winning all the events or best in all. You can play like with eight people yeah. on this. Um, obviously, it's all taking turns, but yeah. yeah. Smelling the cartridge. I, I actually washed it. I washed the whole case because they smelt like smoke. They all smelled like really strongly of smoke. So I was trying different things. First, I did just alcohol, but then I ended up just filling like doing a sink of soapy warm water and took the insert out. But you have to make sure you dry all... It's hard to get all the liquid out of in inside oh, yeah, I can the insert. And so you have to... Use a hairdryer or something? You can do that, but you have to be careful with that too because if you heat it too much, it can warp the yeah. plastic. Um, like this plastic cover that's over it just really easily can warp. Um but I think another, well, paper towel is a good way to do it. So if you get to paper oh, yeah. towel and you that put it sense. just like the insert sits in there, yep. that can get dregs out. And then alcohol too can help um, evaporating mm-hmm. whatever liquid is in there. 
So yeah, so cool. it's yeah, it's pretty pretty good shape. I'm pretty happy with that. Mm. Really glad five I bucks. picked That's that good. up. Yeah, I'd buy it five bucks. Yeah. That's that one. Matt, do so you have another? Over here in Atari land. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I have a working console and a CRT monitor, mm-hmm. I can finally play my favorite game. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> See, I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I fire it up. I haven't been able to do it in a long time yet because I don't have all this stuff. And emulating it is... Not great. Mm. Well, because you it's don't, also hard because you don't have the yeah, you don't have your dial. paddles. Yeah, paddles. That's what they're called. And <laughs> latency kind of ruins it too. Yeah. Mm. Is um, there latency with emulating? Like a little. Yeah, you're playing on probably on your LCD. Mm. Um. Yeah. So all excited, put it in, and I'm playing. And then five minutes into playing it, my hand starts really hurting. Really. Really. Yeah. Hmm. And so your kaboom muscle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't play it then. So you push through a bit, and I tried switching hands, which is okay, but it, yeah, it wouldn't be the same. No, you just need to build up that muscle again. Is that what's happening? I'm just out of. Um, I think so. Matter training. I don't know. Have you got some sort of RSI happening? I know I have in my right arm at no. the moment. No, maybe I get finger things, but not not like this. This is this is new to me. When mm. was the last time you paddled? Something. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Last no. Friday. No. What? <laughs> Sorry, it was a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> and so the question is, how when we're getting old, are we going to be able to play all these games? <laughs> it's something I've been thinking about actually recently just because, well, for the last number of years, I've been feeling I'm playing the best I've ever played video games. Oh, right? That's the thing for me. But now, my, like I said, my right arm, I don't know what's going on. I think it's some sort of RSI or <laughs> yeah. carpal tunnel or something. Yeah. It's bad. Like I I have trouble lifting heavy things with my right arm now. And um, I was playing Aliens on my main cab the other weekend for 10 Pence Arcade mm. podcast competition. And I'm firing away at the fire button and uh, my character stopped firing. And I thought, what? Is my button broken? My hand wasn't moving, oh. even though I thought I was moving my hand. Oh, crap. So age might become a thing. Yeah. Jesus. Mm. It's something you can look forward to. We need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need to rename this podcast to like the old man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's worrying well, because that's the first time that's ever happened. I already find that with shooters. That's one of the things I don't like about, about these like especially top-down, you know, bullet hell style shooters where you constantly like have to press the button, you know. Mm, yeah. And if you if you last a decent amount of time, I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to press this button anymore. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think the only problems I've ever had before, yeah, with fingers, was from playing WoW, which you played for a really, really long time. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably why. And you just lay off it for a while and then things go away. Yeah. Yeah, but because this comes up instantly when I start playing. Hmm. You, yeah, it's you know, a worry. I cannot avoid it, really. Sometimes but, I have that problem with light gun games, too. Like, you end up, like, just holding, cradling one arm like, <laughs> on the other, you know, just to hold the gun up to aim. Or you just end up doing 
the one where you're holding it really close to your face. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'd probably do that anyway. Like your arms tucked in. Yeah. I think I would do that anyway. Yeah. No, Old man I, I play it like, I think, yeah, from young age, I've always played it like as if I was, you know, a real cop. Oh. <laughs> or, or, you, or after you've watched the, the right movies, you play a gangster. You can't aim very well that way. Like I've always had done like, you know, my my left hand holding the gun because I'm left-handed and then like Wait, stretched out. Matt's left-handed as well. Yeah. I'm well, amongst mutants. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I played Kaboom with the right hand. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. My paddle my paddle hand is the right hand, is what we're saying. Well, that's just weird. Hmm. Anyway, so I hold the gun with my left hand, and then my right hand is like on the bottom of, you know, the handle um, cupping... You know my left hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's how I play them. But now I get tired, and then I start. But then also, if you're playing like Time Crisis, you need to press the button. So, yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that's that's an old man thing too, I guess. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, <sighs> this video game fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So I have to hang up the buckets. I'll never be able to no, clock the game now. Maybe it's something I wanted to do. Maybe it's just you haven't, yeah, you need to exercise those muscles. And so playing it more. Yeah. Getting more repetitive strain. Yeah. That'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could try it. Yeah. And if it's not going to, if it doesn't get any better or it gets worse, then you know, then it's a problem. I feel like we need to set like a an exercise regimen for <laughs> paddle, paddling. Yeah. <laughs> And you just do like five minutes a day to start with, and then we move you to like ten minutes a day for the second week, and then we just gradually I do different reps. Is that it? This is where we can and have like an eighties training montage with you with the paddle, <laughs> with active wear, <laughs> confidence <laughs> boosting. Yeah. Actually, this is why we need the Oasis, so that we can play. These games with paddles, the with our virtual avatars. Isn't that the same though? No, because wait, how does it work? They had body suits and stuff, so they'd be making all the physical actions that they're making in in the so. Oasis. Yeah. What's the Oasis? <laughs> it's from that movie you haven't seen. Uh, um, right. Ready Player One. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So what was the thing you said you hadn't done before in Kaboom? I've never clocked it. The ah. roll, roll the score. I mean, you get to a point, if you're good enough to play, it's just, a, besides bad luck, if you, you know, if you can do the fastest level reliably, if you can play long enough, it, the game doesn't have seven digits, it just ends. All right. Yeah. Hmm. So how long would clocking it take, do you think? In... It's a number of hours. Oh, really? It, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, I, Jesus? You have breaks, I think. You play ghouls and ghosts for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, but this game is like doing this. Your eyeballs probably burst forward. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, that'll be tough. Yeah, so, but you just do a couple hundred thousand stop. 
you know. You can do that. The game will wait forever. Oh, because in between, if you well, firstly, if you drop one, you have to, it waits until you press the button. Uh, and anyway, in between right. every every stage, it waits for you to press the button. So right. you just put it down. Okay, that's ready. all right then. For us people who haven't played the game, can you tell us what it is? The whole game, Atari <laughs> games are easy to explain. Mm. There's a guy, there's a criminal, and you can tell he's, because he's got the black and white stripes. Uh. He's, he's the mad bomber. He's at the top <laughs> of the screen. He drops bombs. That's all okay. he does. And you control three sets of floating buckets. That don't actually look like buckets. Right. Yeah. And all you're trying to do is catch the bombs mm-hmm. in, and that's it. And it starts out, you know, slow. You know, they slowly... One bomb down. at a time. So by catching them, they don't explode? In buckets in of In a water. bucket, of course. Oh. Oh. So they're, they're lit. And this is my avatar on the forum, by the way. Wait, when you say lit, oh. do you mean the, the youth <laughs> expression for... Whatever that was. Kaboom is lit. <laughs> I thought Bombs that was like a snake tongue. No. <laughs> oh, I can see how you would say Avatar. It. No, it's a bomb. And okay. the spark, the thing is like the sparks because yep. it's lit. Okay. So you catch me in a bucket. Obviously, it's going to go really out, cool. right? mm. And you can catch millions and millions of bombs in these little things. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Sounds like a game and watch game. Well, Yeah, it's very similar. Mm. No, I mean, it's analog and it goes really fast. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean... From from a gameplay perspective, it's like an LCD game, sort of. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's analog, so it's you got the full movement across the bottom of the yeah. screen. You're not just moving in bits. Mm. Yeah, and it's super fast. Watching him play it is pretty impressive. Oh, okay, and mm. and actually, the you know, it's the PAL version. So it, uh, there is another level above this. NTSC so you're fast cheating yeah. is what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's cheating. But whatever, this is. This is where we live, right? I've got the switch, uh, a switch between 50 and 60 hertz on the back of the master system. And I put Sonic in. And when I switched it back to 50 and tried it, it felt so slow. And I was like, really? Is this how we used to play it? It feels wrong. I just had an idea. I don't want to play it in 50. Maybe we should should make a 60 hertz version with the power (laughs) colors. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I could do that. To make it even more unique. What, River Raid? No, no, no. no. Okay, another Atari game. See, because I've got more chips and more boards. Maybe I can make a Kaboom uh, that has the power color set, but runs at 60 hertz. Yeah. Why would you want the power color set? If I just got the NTC ROM and put it in there, the colors are all different. That's, uh, there's one of the two right. things that are different on Ataris. Right. Hmm. But I think the game would work. It just would time the screen 60 hertz. Mm. Hey. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'd like to a see new it. project has been born. Yeah, just here. You heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kaboom is literally your favorite game of all time. On Atari, no, no, no. I wouldn't say all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's maybe save that discussion for another podcast where we can talk about our favorite games of all time. Okay. Mm. That's Kaboom. That's it. Well, that's the moral of the story is we're getting old. You and me too.
Yep. Matt? What? You ready? Uh, what are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a topic for discussion, Battle of the beat em We finally made it to a topic. This is our first one, isn't it? After having these so. written here for the last nine episodes. Mm. Mm. There's lots of topics we can get to, but this oh, one we'll get to first. Actually, the article about the top 30 systems was kind of a topic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah We're I guess so. Maybe slash news. Okay, maybe it's news. News. Mm. News about old... It uh, wasn't on our topics list. That was just a magazine I brought along. Okay. But anyway, let's do Battle of the Beat-em-ups. Mm-hmm. This will be something. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work, but we, each of us, so myself, Matt and John, have written down three games each mm. that we think are the best beat-em-up games that can cross any era, it can cross any arcade console, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, it just has to be a beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. And probably we would need to specify a scrolling beat-em-up. I mean, there's all sorts of beat-em-ups mm-hmm. and slash-em-ups and run-and-guns mm. and things like that. But this is your traditional fight-and-walk-right type of game. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, I think that's a UK <laughs> term. Okay. I hear it a lot on the UK podcast. Right. Fight and go right. Um, so, yeah, we've each written down three games that we think are the best. Mm-hmm. We will go over them. And then what we'll do is each of us will go away and play all of these games. Mm. And then at a future podcast, get back together and talk about what we think is the best one. So Actually, maybe we should rate them. I thought I was going to just play the games that I chose and then make arguments about why they're the best. Oh, I reckon we can play them all. Okay. Then we can come back together with fresh insights. And mm. Well, it's I'm likely to play the ones you guys have suggested, so... Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point, actually. I've probably played all of these. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and also, listeners can play these games as well and... Maybe join us in the feedback and say what they think is the best. Actually, one of mine might be a challenge for you to play, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Yep. Uh, my three, or maybe... Do maybe we do, do, let's just do one. One each yeah. around the table, yeah. So my first one is Final Fight. Classic from Capcom, uh, the precursor to Street Fighter Two. It's mm. massive sprites... Dudes walking along, punching other dudes and the, women. The introduction of poison. Correct. Yep. It's a historic moment. Well, it's only historic because of what uh, Capcom USA decided, which was changing a female person into a male. Was that poison? Yeah. So poison was the very first ever transgender oh. character in a video game because... The USA decided, no, you you shouldn't be walking along and punching women. That's that's not cool. <laughs> so they made them men. Oh. Mm. Um, I'm not anyway. sure that's better. What? I'm not sure that's better, really. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. It's all a bit silly if you ask me, yeah. but 
they're all people. You're just punching people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We hate them all equally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a classic beat 'em up. Um, what can you say about Final Fight? Everyone knows it. Mm. Everyone loves it. Um, yeah. You don't have to say much. We'll talk about it more yeah, when we come back. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. But this is just an, an introduction. Mm hmm. Just to wet. Your beat em up. Moisten tongue, your beat em up tongue. <laughs> okay. You, John. My first one is I've. So I know you said that they're the ones that we think are the best. I kind of picked ones that I felt like were good that I have fond memories of, but that's why we need. I need to go away and play them <laughs> hmm. to um, kind of argue as to why I enjoyed it or just to revisit. So I guess to me it was like ones that I remember enjoying playing. Mm -hmm. So one of them is Captain Commando. Yes, which that's a great game. Yeah, so I found out that Captain Commando is a Capcom character that was created and is in um, some of the shoot, shoot em up games uh, mm. or shooters. Um just as like a sort of interim, like between stages and, you know, would give you instructions and stuff. Mm. And it's a play on the company name Capcom, so Captain Commando. I never even realized yeah. that. Yeah. So they basically just made up this character mm. and then ended up putting him in a beat-em-up and making these other characters as well. So. Mm. Uh, from memory, you have the Captain Commando and then you have a guy with like knives. Mac the Knife, I think yes. his name is. And then you have a baby that's in like a mech. I think his name is Baby. <laughs> no, I think it is. <laughs> right. And then you have... The Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember playing this at like video shops and stuff when I was pretty young. So yeah, looking forward to revisiting that. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely... One of the better beat em ups. Sure. Matt. Um, so the first one on my list is Streets of Rage 2, which is I the Mega Drive that. game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the rest of these are going to be arcade, right? So is this an outlier? Most of them. Eh. But I think a worthy outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to choose Streets of Rage 2, but... You, you could beat, have. You beat me to the punch. <laughs> it's okay. I've got a good alternative. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Streets of Rage 2 is a cool game. Yep. My number two is Double Dragon. And that is an amazing... Beat em up. Um, the first time I kicked a knife out of the air that was thrown at me. I was absolutely blown away. <laughs> Most people don't even know you can do that. I didn't know that that was in it. Mm, it's really cool. And it makes a really satisfying ping noise as it you know, bounces off your metal boot. So it's like he's got tap shoes and <laughs> ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic game. I actually just got that on Master System too. It was in that same group of All games right. that I got. I don't know whether it's any good on the Master System or it's not. It's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're going to go back and play the Master System or Commodore 64 version yeah. or Atari 2600 version. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all really great versions of Double Dragon. You are specifying Atari, uh, Arcade in this, yeah? 
Uh, for my double dragon, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was funny when I went and bought it because I was actually not going to get it because he had a higher price on that game, this guy that I brought all these games off. And I was like, oh, I'll take everything except for Double Dragon. And he's like, what? I would have thought that was a classic. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh. And he's like, oh, look, whatever. You can, If you're going to get them all, then you can just take that too. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I, we ended up just working out a total price. So I did kind of buy it. But yeah, I've got that. Hmm. Which is cool, but yeah, but it's it's I played it and it's it's like barely playable with two <laughs> Sounds buttons. like every other Double Dragon home version. Yeah, like you, yeah, it's not good. Anyway, the Mega Drive one's good though. Double okay. Dragon, interesting, rare. My second uh, beat 'em up, The Punisher. Hmm. Have you played The Punisher? I have played The Punisher. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's up there with some of the other Konami beat 'em ups, but maybe wait, not. Capcom. Is it Capcom? Uh, I don't even. Actually, remember. I think Punisher is Konami. Probably. Captain Commander was obviously Capcom. Mm. But either way, I, yeah. I remember it being good. Yeah, I've got fond memories of it. Is this the one with the guns? It's got a lot of guns, yeah. Okay. Mm. And then you've got grenades as well, so you can jump in the air, and I think you press both your buttons. And drops a grenade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the second player character is a dude with a cigar, isn't it? Nick Fury. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Have you seen any Marvel movies? No. (laughs) No, I'm not a superhero guy. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. So, Nick Fury is, like, more of a prominent character these days because he's in all the Marvel movies, Hmm. or most of them. Played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I uh, do know that person. Unless that's been changed recently, which because I have not totally up to date with those movies. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember it being fun. Anyway, I'm going to revisit it and mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So the next one here is Ninja Baseball Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the which, funniest name on the list. Yeah, which is probably the one that people least know. Mm-hmm. It's an arcade game it's not about batman right you have to clear or batman yeah or batman yeah um it's about men with bats baseball players baseball batting players <laughs> <laughs> which baseball apparently bat, bat. which yeah. which are also ninjas of course so ninja baseball batman a mm. baseball bat doesn't seem like the kind of weapon a ninja would normally use Probably not, but <laughs> it's it's a crossover genre, right? Yeah, sort American of. sounds quite Japanese. Yeah. Mm. So interesting. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's not a serious. I mean, are they serious? Really? Yeah. Is it, so it's a. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. When did you first play this? No, um, not in arcade. Actually, I never saw it in arcade. Yeah, I, I don't think I've it. ever no. seen it in arcade. I think I heard about it. Somewhere on the internet or through a friend or something. Mm. Yeah. So probably like emulated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've never seen the machine. Is this Neo Geo? Or you don't know? No, I don't think so. Okay. How's that Neo Geo look? I'm looking (laughs) forward to checking it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, my third one is Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja. So I... (laughs) 
the funny thing about the title of this game, I think in the UK, well, definitely in Australia, we call it Dragon Ninja. Mm -hmm. I think in the UK, they call it Dragon Ninja as well. In the US, they call it Bad Dudes. Mm -hmm. On the title screen, it has in really small letters, Bad Dudes, and -hmm. then Verse, and then a massive uh, Dragon Ninja Mm -hmm. text. So I think Australians were lazy and just read Dragon Ninja, and that's good. That's what I did. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, for whatever reason, Americans decided Bad Dudes was a better name. I don't know. That's interesting because... So, I've always had this thing about this Bad Dudes game because I'd never heard of it before, never seen it before, except for, in one place, the movie Parenthood. Yeah, that's what I, I was <laughs> thinking. Uh, and I'll yeah, always right. remember the line when the kid's, like, having a tantrum yeah. about the game and Steve Martin, who's playing his dad, is like, uh, they're bad dudes. That's why they call the game bad dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that. But I've never played it or seen it before. No, and really. Maybe that name difference might go some way to explaining why. Hmm. So there's a game that could be homework for you. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It's um, yeah, I I love the game so much that I actually made an RPG out of it. Really? What? Yeah. Which is kind of nerdy RPG and RPG maker? Well, I used to used to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like oh. I was a dungeon master and right. run instances so had, for people. Like you had a campaign. Yeah, I made a campaign out of Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja. Okay. <laughs> How nerdy wow, is that? Wow, that is very niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beat em up RPG. Mm. This one's also a bit unique because it's not like a free walking one. Yeah, that's right. It's... Purely horizontal. Mm. But with like two levels. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. So instead of double dragon where you got full eight-way movement on a floor, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of more a traditional 2D horizontal scrolling platformer, mm-hmm. except you've got an upper level and a lower level. Mm-hmm. and You can jump in between them. But meanwhile, you're scrolling to the right fight and go right mm. and just punching dudes mm-hmm. and women and dogs <laughs> okay and other things right mm. okay all right my third and final one which i feel like might be cheating maybe a little is called streets of rage remake mm. and this is the one that you might have a challenge playing because it's on pc mm. i don't think it's on mac Hmm. It's a fan remake of Streets of Rage, and I think the original, about, or or is it a mix of all three? So I think it, it's designed to. It kind of uses the Streets of Rage three engine, I guess you could say, or it's based in that style. But it has you can use the characters from each version, so you can be. Um, like Axel from the first game or the second game or the oh, third right. game. You can choose which one you want to be. Hmm. Um, but And it also has, obviously, all the other characters. And, like, for example, Adam, who's only in Streets of Rage 1, um, they've added all these extra moves to him, so he has, like, a double forward attack, um, hmm. which from a few episodes ago we found out was called the Blitz attack or something, wasn't it? Like... I read the man. I read the manual, and mm, it, mm. they're called blitz attacks. Okay, yeah. So forward, forward attack. I can't remember what his move is. I think it's an up, uppercut, similar to Axel's one. But 
Yeah, but they've added in like extra animations and stuff for extra moves. Like to play Adam in like a Streets of Rage 3 version or even 2 version Hmm. um, where he has special moves because he never had special moves because he was only in one where they had the police car that drives up for your special is pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, that's cool. And then there's other characters too, like um, is it Shiva or something, the right-hand ninja guy? Yeah. You can play him. Um, it's got like eight characters in it. Hmm. Uh, not to mention, yeah, all the different versions of the characters that are in all the games. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the ultimate Streets of Rage game. Does also, it have um, a mix of the best tunes from all three? Um, I actually don't remember how what the music is like. Right. I would imagine that's the case, but there might be some problems with that. I don't know. But then again, maybe there's problems with doing... The They've ripped thing. everything else off. Yeah. They may as well rip the music off as well. True, yeah. So, um, and then there's also, there's multiple paths you can take too. So you can take like the, it kind of, the map, it gives you a map similar to what's in Final Fight. And you can actually choose three different directions. And I think the idea is that you go through different levels from all the different games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty much like the ultimate streets of rage and you can just download it it's pretty cool hmm. yeah that sounds awesome yeah but i think you can only play it on pc well that's fine that's yeah. not cheating that's a beat em up yeah no i know but you don't have a pc that's correct yeah hmm. so you're not going to be able to play it maybe we'll have to play it on your pc hmm. we could do that hmm. yep matt your third and final game is vendetta I approve of this yes. choice. The arcade <laughs> game. Hilarious. It, somewhat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And it's a sequel? I'm trying mm. to remember. I think it is actually second in a series, but this has a different name to the other one. Yep. I can't remember it, what the first one's called. Is it Crime Fighters? Or yes. Po- poli- something like that. Something like that. Mm. Yeah, Vendetta's really fun. I don't think I've ever played it. Uh, it's it's a hilarious game to play, two player. Is there more than two players? Isn't there four? Four. Yeah, yeah there's a right. four player version. Well, we couldn't play four players on my main cab. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's that's great. Yeah, good choice. Cool. So there you go. That's our three six nine games that mm-hmm. we've chosen as our favourite beat 'em ups. We're gonna go away, come back at another podcast, and talk about. I don't know, maybe we just battle it out and decide which is the absolute best. Mm, Out of those. And then, yeah. Yeah, and we can... hmm. We'll have to think about how we do it. Because I know some other podcasts I've listened to, they do some cool things where, you know, the the people will go down there from five to one and then give a certain amount of points to five, then four, three, two, one... Mm -hmm. And then at the end, whichever's got the most amount of points out of the combined mm. total is the best beat, uh, game. Mm. And maybe we do something like that. I don't know. That could, that could be cool. Mm. Yeah. Like rank them on different categories of, you know, like gameplay, mm. sound, graphics. Mm. Mm. And yes, if our friendly listeners would like to play these games as well and tell us what they think or just tell us how we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Say, um, 
Let us know what your favourite beat-em-up is. If we... I'm sure we're missing some awesome games. Mm. So if you're dying inside right now because we missed <laughs> something amazing, then um, I, I know that's happening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know. Yes, please do. <laughs> I think that's it. Are we done? I think that's it. Okay. We're done. All right, so thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. John and Matt are Huego and BSS on the forums. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please rate us on iTunes. Mm. And uh, I know I said it's super easy to do that last podcast, but oh I oh my god, it's kind you of get a, something wrong. <laughs> well, it's a little bit more difficult than I let on. Oh, so in the podcast app, when you're listening to the episode, scroll all the way down to the bottom mm-hmm. and click on more episodes, mm-hmm. and then scroll all the way to the bottom of that, and then that will give you a um, ratings and reviews section mm-hmm. and a bunch of stars. So then you just press on that. However many stars you want to give us. Why is it so hard to do this? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. But yeah, if you'd like to give us five stars, that'd be great. Hmm. Even four. Three. Four would be good. Five would be great. (laughs) Um, If you have to give us one, then that's fine too. Yeah, if if you really need to, that's okay. Hmm. We'll Hmm. take it on the chin. And lastly, thank you to our sponsor, 1989 Arcade Bar and Kitchen. Check out 1989 for classic arcade games, great beer, great food at 22 King Street, Newtown and at 1989.com.au. And that's us. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye. Bye.